Let's get this conversation on the record. Okay. We already talked about such great stuff. I know. Aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your podcast about a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. On Mondays, we give our hot takes on the previous week of TBTL, but this is a Friday clip show where we're visited by the ghost of TBTL's past and get to take a look back at highlights from some long ago shows. Joining me tonight from Linwood, Washington, someone who's probably even more excited than I am about tonight's theme. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. I am glad that you didn't call it Neko Wafer Studios because I do have a very sad update. <gasps> what? Jeremy's been sneaking my Neko Wafers. Divorce. Divorce. Right. <laughs> First of all, low carb in the day. <laughs> Neko Wafers. And that's the thing. He doesn't actually really like them. Oh, it's he desperation snacking. He just so I'm officially out. Well, luckily I had saved. So I think I said this on the show that I, Jojo from Tokyo, um, bought a ticket so I could get him a t-shirt. So I'm mailing off the t-shirt to him. And I said, is there anything else that you need? Any kind of local um, candy or snack or something that's going to actually make it there? Mm-hmm. Who knows how long I mean, it could take like five months to get there I don't know how I don't know how mail works <laughs> you're um, sending it on the slow boat <laughs> yeah and he said well you know I've never had a uh, three musketeers bar and I've never oh. had Necco wafers and those both seem to be candies that people talk about and either really love or or hate so I had luckily pulled one of the Necco wafers before Jeremy got to it and put it with the t-shirt so jojo your neko wafers are safe i do eye them and wonder if maybe i can find them at the store sometimes when i'm needing a little bit of sugar but mm-hmm. i'll mail them before i'm tempted well i can co-sign <laughs> one of those candy choices but i won't say which one <laughs> we all know which one <laughs> Well, as always, the plan for tonight is that we'll start by laying the groundwork for our topic. We will play and discuss those TBTL clips. We'll clean some house and tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. Christy, I've been feeling kind of guilty lately as far as the clip shows go because I feel like I've really been focusing on Luke and his foibles a lot. Like we, the last clip show we did was about his questionable fashion choices. (laughs) Then we did the show about all those times he embarrassed himself in front of other people. We talked about his struggles with his pets, um, him like constantly losing or breaking his electronics. (laughs) And I, I felt like we've been dumping on him for like half a year. So I wanted to do a show that focused on somebody else. And it's been a long time, I realize, since we have talked about Sean DeTore, our favorite Cairo board op, although... <laughs> although 
he's getting bumped. Would you agree to second favorite? Agree. Since David Burbank, if for those who don't know, our favorite David Burbank. David S. Burbank. I don't know <laughs> if that's just... his middle name, but <laughs> it is now. He just started his new job as the board op for, correct me if I'm wrong, the weeknight 7 to 10 p.m. time right. slot at Cairo. <laughs> I guess it might be... It might be part of Cairo law that you have to have a Burbank in that time slot in one mm, way or it another. Might, it might be. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to David. He's worked really hard and I am so happy for him. I don't know if he'll be the same kind of presence on that show as Sean was on TBTL, which was kind of a special thing. Yeah. The problem is he's working with uh, pure garbage. <laughs> oh. So... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, he's working with professionals, not <laughs> well, Burbank, but both. <laughs> that that wasn't the direction that you took professional that at all. Go- per- professional trash people. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I mean, I don't know who it is now. If it's still Jason Rance, then I stick with my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> but yay, David, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm maybe he can use it as a stepping stone to his next his next assignment and that would be great but that's wonderful for david but anyway back to this show this clip show is going to focus on what i think was indisputably one of the most entertaining recurring segments on tbtl which is cooking with sean yes uh, i hope everybody is ready to hear the theme song a bunch of times we're gonna play that <laughs> theme song a lot but to start it out, um, I want to um, talk a little bit about your own attitude towards cooking. You were just saying before we re- recorded that you were cooking dinner while you were listening to these clips. Well, I wouldn't say dinner. Um, I would say that I was craving queso. This queso specifically that we got when we were in Austin from Torchies. So oh, I Googled. No, magic. It's magic queso. <laughs> right? So I Googled um Torchies imitation like you know um whatever like people coming up with it with the different recipes and I found one that sounded really good and I went to the store and I bought all of the ingredients and okay here's the here's my one rant about the recipe that I that I stuck with all right if you are going for I'm making an imitation of this don't have one of the ingredients be something that you can only get at that restaurant. Oh, no. <laughs> so one of the ingredients is torchy sauce. Well, I'm making this because I can't get to one. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go get some effing torchies queso if I could and had access to it. <laughs> right, right. So that is, that's a hard one to get around. And it made so much. It, yeah. Um, well, I didn't. I should have done everything in half, but it took one of those huge blocks of Velveeta cheese. Mm. So we have a lot of queso left, and it wasn't that queso good. for days. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I think it would be good if I put it on something, or like if I had like baked potato bar this week, or mm-hmm. made nachos and had that be a little bit on it. I don't know. But it got my craving away. Um, I would say I make big things. Um, like last week, we made Elle and I made um, lasagna. But mm-hmm. here's the classic thing. So Jeremy's not eating carbs. Well, except right. the Necco wafers. 
<laughs> and I don't eat meat. And Elle eats both of those things. And so we had to make three different ones. Oh. So Jeremy's had meat and no pasta. So I made, I thinly sliced zucchini for the pasta. Elle's had both and mine had no meat. Okay. Well, well so I was going to ask, I mean, it's hard to do big batch cooking mm-hmm. when there's three of you there. But for me, I make a lasagna and it lasts a week. But mm-hmm. you solve that problem by making three lasagnas. Yes. And... I did it all and I put it all together and I clearly marked which one had everything in it. Oh dear. And I <laughs> go to put it in the oven. I forgot the meat in everybody's. <laughs> the meat was just sitting on the counter pre-cooked. So Jeremy's was just zucchini noodles and cheese? Yep. <laughs> so the the meat was already pre-cooked because I had, I had done all the prep work the day before. So mm-hmm. what I did... <laughs> It probably looked disgusting, but I um, did a scoop of it onto their plate and then just put a pile of meat. That's <laughs> fine. Top. It works. Yeah. I'm like, stir it around and pretend that it's mixed in there. I mean, it's a different kind of taco salad. Yeah, sort of. exactly. It's a lasagna kind of. salad. And we made the lasagna with raviolis instead of just pasta. That was really wow. good. Yeah. You know, this is starting to approach a cooking with Sean like experience here. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I thought of that with the meat. Like that seems like definitely something he would have done. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> um so do you guys cook a lot or not We're so much? We're trying to cook now that we have like full custody, we do more. We're home mm-hmm. more. Before it would be like just on the basic days that we had her we would usually eat out one of those days and then cook the rest but if it were just jeremy and i we are so weird like we're eating lunch at two or three o'clock during a work day and then come home at nine o'clock we're both like standing over the kitchen counter eating whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely not healthy it's not you're good on a, you're on a european schedule that's all yeah so now that she's here all the time, I'm like, oh, we have to plan a dinner. This is annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing about my family growing up, since my mom didn't work outside the house, we had a hot meal every day at, I don't know, 530 or 6 or something. And I never quite appreciated it then because it was just a thing that happened. Yeah. And now I'm like, I get home from work and I'm like, uh I just, mm-hmm. I don't even just tired. want to. Yeah. I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend 10 minutes making scrambled eggs. That's too mm-hmm. much work yeah. for me. I mean, I, well, I had cheese and crackers for lunch today and I may have it for dinner again tomorrow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a perfect, that's, on, that's an example of a dinner that we have. When she when she's not here, or we feed her like an actual proper meal, but she goes through these things where she's like, "All I want is a tuna fish sandwich," oh, and that's sure. all she eats for breakfast and lunch and dinner for a million days, mm-hmm. and then just oh, I don't like those anymore. <laughs> now it's a bagel and cream cheese. Same thing. Sure. Yeah. So, um, we'll feed her whatever weird thing that she wants that at that time and then yeah cheese and crackers that's definitely a meal we have Mm -hmm. or salad like pre-made salad at the grocery store or like in those bags and then we just add things to it or something yeah yeah i yeah i did the pre-made 
bag salads for a long time but mm. now even that i'm like that's too much work <laughs> i just go to the salad bar at the grocery store oh that i love a good salad bar yes yes indeed and i used to cook all the time when i was very much on my grind and i mm. would do the big batch cooking where i would make something that was six portions and freeze them and so that I would have like, I don't know, 16 different portions of something in the freezer at all times. And I would make like Indian food and stir fries and whatever. And then I just got tired of it. I have energy left to bake on the weekends. Yeah. And that is it. I just Your don't want to spend. Appreciate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's really for me because mm. I want to have pie and cake. That's what I like to eat. And I just don't want to eat a whole pie myself. So I had to bring it to work. It's just a convenient excuse for yeah. me to have cake. It's more rewarding. I think so. I don't understand why I can't just have cake all the time. I say go for it. Thanks. I mean, there's eggs in there. Mm -hmm. I'm heading that way. There's some kind let's of make fiber. a carrot cake. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's head towards our clips for tonight um i would like to make a pre-apology to all of our listeners who have issues with misophonia and do not appreciate uh on air chewing because there is some of that especially uh the kool-aid pickles mm -hmm. uh i do not have problems with on mic eating but it is very evident so i would like to apologize to you for that uh, if the rest of the clip wasn't so good i would not torture you guys that way <laughs> so just a trigger alert i guess trigger warning um we also have a few other shows where we have featured some cooking with sean segments uh some of the all-time greats i try not to repeat myself although inadvertently one of these clips i am repeating but we'll talk about that when we get there uh, so here are a couple of other LRB episodes where we had Cooking with Sean segments in case you would like to go back and listen to those. Uh, episode number 59 was t the tons of effing risotto recipe. That was uh, the Sheila Reeks interview. That was the clip she picked. Uh, that was great just with I love that Jen one. on Skype <laughs> and being so upset that she couldn't be there and control Luke and Sean and what they were doing. <laughs> Uh, episode 119 was the Prezine episode that was chosen by James McCracken for his interview clip where they made the Cheez-Its crusted mackerel in studio and then got royally chewed out by <laughs> who hated that? I mean, everybody hated that, but wasn't it, was it Dory? Arquette? That got, I think it was Dory Monson that got okay. so mad about it the next day. <laughs> Because it stank so bad yeah. of fish in the studio. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, episode 125, which was, I think, the second clip show we ever did, you and I, that was the best of Sean DeTori that included the Snickers pie that uh, <laughs> Sean used goat cheese instead of mascarpone. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so feel free to go back and check those out. 
And let's get into the clips that uh, we've got tonight. Uh, this first one is the one that I alluded to that I think is a repeat when I was looking at our show archives to find out um, which other shows we had Cooking with Sean on. Uh, I think this was featured in episode 91, which was Bob Stein's interview show. Oh. And he, it was part of a longer clip where they were doing the mystery solvers and investigating the uh, train sound on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. It was oh, that yeah. one and Cooking with Sean. I did not go back and listen to the clip to verify, but um, it was referenced in the show description. But that was 269 episodes ago. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so no wonder I didn't remember that mm-hmm. it had already been featured. And it is the very first Cooking with Sean. So it's worth listening to again. It is from January 18th of 2008. And Luke and Jen have just discovered that Sean likes to cook and cooks often and have decided to make it a regular segment on the show. And now a segment that we've been very excited about since Jen thought it up this morning. Got a hot plate and a can-do attitude? Then you're ready for Cooking with Sean. Let the light TV themes take you away on the AM radio. Our engineer and beloved sidekick, side sidekick on this show, Sean DeTori, is quite a chef, it turns out. And all week he was talking about making this amazing tuna casserole that that, uh, you had a couple false starts. First, you left some of the ingredients on the bus, Sean. Yeah, that's a true fact. What did you? What, what was in the first the first bag of goodies that you left on the metro bus? Uh, well, it was just two items, but I had left the uh, bag of pasta, one of the main ingredient. Yeah, that's uh, that's important for the tuna noodle casserole. And then I also left the can of mushrooms in that sack as well. Mm. I love this music. We may just need to run it under the entire <laughs> <I know>. show. <laughs> All right, so it's hot. For, let's just back it up even further and and ask tuna casserole. Really? Yeah. What, what, what is it about? What, this week you just thought, you woke up one day and thought, you know what, I need me some tuna casserole. Exactly. Um, I, try to, I try to cook frequently, somewhat frequently at my house, try to make some meals every so often. And so this week I just wanted to go simple. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll make some creamy tuna casserole. And is this something that your mom used to make for you? Is there or your a- nana? <laughs> <laughs> All my nanas are deceased. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> probably um, from tuna casserole. Probably. Um, no, I, my mom, I'm sure she's made this before, but it, it is not because of her or anything. I don't know a lot of 30-year-olds who rock the tuna casserole. I don't know a lot of 60-year-olds who rock the tuna casserole. It's a, uh, it's a particularly uh, old-fashioned kind of dish. Is it just something you always had a taste for? Um, yeah, I quite do like tuna, and I like casseroles. And I like mixing everything together into one giant lump of uh, the casserole setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually, this time, it came out creamy. I've made it before, and I've tried different things in it. Um, there's something, cr- there's some crunchy. Uh, you, oh. got some, you got some carrot. Okay, we should say for the, the radio audience, all five of you uh, in your cars listening, Sean has uh, brought in some of this fine tuna casserole that he eventually did make. And we're eating. Jen and I are having some of it. And it's, I have to say, it's really good. It's hard to go wrong with a... Uh, okay, I think that's enough music. Sorry, to really get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like girls I've dated. I love you. Get out of here. 
I really turned on that music, didn't I? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> so uh, we're, Jen and I are eating some, and it's it's really pretty good. I guess where'd you get the recipe from it, for it Sean? <laughs> well, actually, I got it off the back of like a uh, pasta, you know, a, a pasta um, package. Uh-huh. I cut it right off the what, back. What brand? Safeway brand pasta. Pro- yeah, I think it was Safeway. Because okay. uh, it says cook Safeway extra wide egg noodles according to this package. Good um, guess by me, huh? <laughs> yeah, wow. I just called that. Um, but yeah, so but did you it, follow it exact? No, but I did learn from uh, Mr. Tom Douglas, who does have a show on Saturdays from four to seven on News Talk Seven Ten Cairo, um, that when you first do a recipe, when you first are starting, you should you know do it exact like it says, uh-huh. and then from there, once you get it down. Then you can experiment and, and, and veer off track a little bit. Yeah. So I've made this a few times, so I thought it was time to veer. And so that's what I did. And I didn't add peas. I wasn't feeling peas, Mm-mm. okay? Um, and I wasn't feeling onions because my roommate doesn't really care for onions. So I was like, all right, no onions. Thoughtful guy, this Sean DeTore. Wow. Yeah. Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> There's a Pulp Fiction uh, reference. Coming up it. next hour. Um, but I put in some celery, some carrots, and some radishes. Um, radishes. Now that seems like a bold... A bold choice. Kind of a summer salad ingredient, isn't it? Yeah, that's what my roommate and, and, and a couple other friends said, too. Like, radishes? Really? Please. But I was like, well, I've never really cooked with radishes or used them before uh-huh. uh, in salads or any such thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I put them in. I didn't really put in too many radishes, and it's kind of hard to tell that they're in there, I guess. Oh, I can tell. How oh. much How much did uh, you make? You made like a week's worth? Uh, Well, it could be stretched to a week. I think I put it in about a 9 by 12 casserole glass baking dish. Um, So, Yeah, just run down the list of ingredients there. Let's hear what what you put in this bad boy. All right. What I put in this bad boy was one uh, 12-ounce package of extra-wide egg noodles. You can use Safeway, QFC, whatever mm-hmm. you prefer. Whoever wants to sponsor this show. Yeah. Not really. We'll uh, use Viet Hoa, Vietnamese market. Grocery exactly. outlet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep it going. <laughs> One ten and three quarter ounce cream of uh, can of cream of celery soup, but I didn't have cream of cream of celery, so I used cream of broccoli. Ooh, you just you just threw the script out. You I just did completely f- freelance. I opened the window and I said, "Get yeah, out of here!" Exactly. Forget it, recipe. So forget you. And then three quarters <laughs> cup of milk, one cup of sour cream, uh, a quarter cup of uh, you know finely chopped onion, or you can not use onion. Celery, and then you know, let's see here, one four ounce can of mushroom stems and pieces drained. Uh, one 16-ounce can of peas, drained as well. If you don't want peas, you can use radishes. Um, one cup or four ounces of cube cheddar cheese. But what I did use, instead of cheddar, Luke, if I may say so. Please. I used uh, Monterey Jack. Because it was pretty mild. I was going to say, I didn't think I tasted any cheddar. Yeah, so I used Monterey Jack this time. And I don't know. Oh, and then the last two things is, you know, one can of tuna. But I used two cans. Ooh. And then it calls for diced pimentos. But I've always said... With the pimentos, I like them, but I'm just whatever. Yeah, and that's that's the. So you didn't do any seasonings. Oh, yourself. actually, I did. I did. Um, usually, it's a little bland, um, but this time I put in some. I wrote it down here. Tony Chachers original Creole seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> you just play by your own rules, Dottori. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that if Tony Chachers is really meant to go in a tuna salad. It says it goes on good on everything. <laughs> yeah, they want to sell you the box of Tony Chachers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, well, I, I, I have to commend you. It was really tasty. Again, hearing what went into it, as people know, this is a show where we do weigh ourselves before every program. Right. Because Jen and I, in particular, are obsessed with our weight. Right. It's always painful when you eat something and you think that tasted good, and then you hear that it basically had 
200 grams of fat per bite. Because right. there was like sour cream and milk and a cream of something no soup. No kidding. And, a cheese. and the wide And the wide pasta. It yeah. just kept getting worse. Yeah. But um, it made for good eating, though. Did you find it a little creamy? Because it did actually come out creamier than, than, than most times I've made it before. Maybe I, that's because you were making it at midnight. Actually, I was making it at midnight. I haven't had tuna salad, I mean tuna casserole, in, you know, since I was a kid. So I couldn't really, I've never ordered it in a restaurant. I, they probably don't sell it in restaurants. It's too rare. So I don't, I, I, uh, I haven't really, I couldn't compare it to anything else. But I did think it tasted, it tasted really good, Sean. Is this, would you say this is your, one of your top meals that you make what what like what are your top what are your top three that you that you can whip out uh i whip out burritos which is you know pretty easy just mm -hmm. you know burritos put meat blah 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 inside whatever you want um i oh i love crock pot uh crock pot cooking yes. but you got a crock pot for christmas last year as I, I sure recall. did good i lost my crock pot in my divorce oh. i kid you not really you have to pony up 35 bucks and i was a christmas gift and i loved that thing how many I quarts was it <laughs> it was uh, at a 4.5. Is that possible? Is that even a si I'm guessing. I don't know. I have a four chord, I think. Yeah, well, I had 0.5 more than you because I'm a professional radio host. I make a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's what you got to say to think that, it's cool. Uh, so you, you make the burritos. You um, enjoy working with the crock pot. Yeah, and uh, you can make a really great stew in the crock pot because the meat, when you cook it in the crock yes. pot, it really just falls off the, you know, it's the, not on a bone. But if it was on a bone, it'd fall right off yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you said Tom Douglas has a show on this very radio station. Tom yeah. Douglas, of course, one of the most well-known chefs in Seattle. He has the the Palace Kitchen is his, right? Palace or, Kitchen, or Dahlia, Dahlia Lounge, Lounge Serious Pie, Yeah, he's Lola. big time. Have you given him some of this tuna casserole? Well, it's funny you should mention that. Sometimes I'm infrequently on his show, me and a friend of mine, and we cook for him, and Terry Rotaro, who's also on that show. And so uh, in February, I'm going to be on cooking an all-vegetarian meal. Um, but last time we've done like steak, we've done shrimp, I've cooked a Sicilian chocolate and cheese cake. That came out really great. Um, we, who knew that we had a little Mario Batali right here? Dittori. Christy, I don't understand the hate for tuna casserole. Yeah, tuna casserole is good. But you come from casserole country. I think that's officially well, that's the name. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's not like a super weird thing, is it? Maybe I'm, it is. I also grew up in the Midwest, so tuna mm -hmm. casserole was a weekly thing that we had. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my mom for many years, so this tuna casserole was a hot dish. My, my mom used to make in the summer when it was, you know, too hot to have mm -hmm. the stove or the oven on. She would make a tuna salad thing that was like tuna and peas, and it had little um, cubed cheddar cheese and celery for crunch, and I forget what else. And it was, oh, noodles. She usually made it with, like, bow tie noodles. So it had a, a lot of similar ingredients to this tuna casserole, but I think it was a lot healthier. Oh, my gosh, um, that sounds really good. I know. I almost called my mom and asked her for the recipe. Maybe I will. <laughs> yes, it's if you get that, years. I need it. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> if she gives it to me, I'll, I'll post it on Facebook Okay, in the comments do. for this show. <laughs> But uh, I think there, there's nothing wrong with a, a tuna casserole. Now, Sean does some special modifications to this that are fairly extreme. <sighs> yeah. Questionable, <laughs> we can say. You know what's so yes. weird is we, call, we had something called tuna casserole, but it wasn't made like a casserole or a hot dish at all. My mom made it on the stove in a pot. 
Oh, sure. Yep. And then you would like scoop it on your plate and then she would crumble chips on top of it. I could get down with that. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of the things that he did, um, ours didn't have vegetables in it. Well, why would it? <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and the cream, I've, is cream of broccoli a soup or is it broccoli cheese? Oh, there's the cream of broccoli. Oh, there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds not good. Interesting. Well, okay. So Sean asked a couple of times, or Sean said a couple of times, this turned out a lot creamier than it usually does. And I was like, wait a minute. You put a can of cream of something soup in it and sour cream, and it's never turned out creamy before? That's a little weird. Yeah. Also, I've never had it with cheese. Is cheese a normal thing that goes on there? Maybe like sprinkled on the top? But Maybe. not like mixed into the thing. I don't know. I, I mean, you can't really go wrong with a casserole because, it, I mean, it's essentially what Sean is doing is just dumping a bunch of random ingredients and stirring it around and sticking it in the oven. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, I do. I do admire his um, adventure. Yes. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put some rice. And especially because we know from um, previous when they did the, um, when I first started listening, what was that called? When they ate for $2 a day. Oh. Um, Thunder, Thunderdome. Yeah. Thunderdome diet. And they ate for $2 a day and he just made a giant casserole and ate it every single day. Mm-hmm. That he's on a limited budget. We know that from right. other things, right? So. Yep. He makes this food. He throws some radishes in it. He doesn't know. He didn't he say he's never even had them before? I know. I that that I think the rat is the radish the weirdest thing or is it the creole seasoning? Well, I feel like creole seasoning you can put in anything. And he <laughs> okay. read it and it said anything goes <laughs> goes on anything. Yeah, um, so the radish is an odd choice, I think for this. It's such a strong flavor. Mhm. Um, so he could have essentially ruined a whole, like three to four days worth of food Mm -hmm. by doing these crazy choices. Well, I don't get the impression that he's a picky eater. He's, I mean, he's no Andrew Walsh. (laughs) Andrew wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's got some good foundations in that he he quotes tom douglas who says that you should always make it according to the recipe once yes before you start experimenting that's good one of the things that drives me crazy on baking websites that i read is in the comments people will be like well i made this but i changed this and i substituted this and i didn't have this so i put this in and there was one, it was like for a chocolate cake or something, and it had 15 ingredients, and the person substituted like 11 out of the 15 ingredients, and they were like, and it was terrible. This is a bad recipe. And I'm like, but you didn't use that recipe. Right. I'm going to use this thing completely for something that it's not, the purpose is not for it, and I, I hate it. <laughs> you did a bad job on this. <laughs> I see reviews all day for my the product we make at work, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. The product isn't terrible because you don't know how to work something. 
right. <laughs> there, there is a line between product experience and user error. Right. <laughs> exactly. I do like the idea of doubling the tuna, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. I mean, tuna is relatively cheap, and it's good protein source, mm-hmm. and so he's he's getting some good bang for his mm-hmm. buck on that. Now I really want to make tuna casserole, though. Well, not this recipe. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the recipe itself was weird. Pimentos? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think my mom has a couple of casseroles that she puts pimentos really? in. And I don't really see the mushrooms? point. If you have fresh mm-hmm. mushrooms, you shouldn't use canned. If you have, I have a terrible confession. I like canned mushrooms much better than fresh. It's so weird. Every time I make spaghetti sauce, I put mushrooms in it, and I never use fresh ones. (laughs) Do you just like the taste better? I do. I like the texture better too. I don't. I don't know what it is. I know it's weird. Well, it's kind of I understand because it gets a whole new texture and. Um, people, if they have texture stuff, mushrooms is one of the first things people hate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom doesn't like mushrooms. And so she never oh. put mushrooms into spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. So I, I never developed a preference one way or the other that way. So this really is entirely my own choice. It's not something that mm-hmm. I grew up with. I don't know. I like a fresh mushroom in a salad just when you're cooking things. I like canned. Okay. I mean, they're salty, they're good, they have a texture that's kind of like it's pickled a little bit. A so little bit. Give you that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so uh, Luke and Jen are very much into this until they figure out exactly how much fat is in it. Well, not exactly <laughs> how much, but when they realize there's cream of broccoli soup and cheese and sour cream <laughs> and Luke's like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> and now he would only care about the pasta these days. That's true. He <laughs> d- absolutely he would eat this and just would you leave the pasta out or would you try to make it with zoodles? Oh. I don't even know if you put enough tuna in and enough of vegetables, you wouldn't mm-hmm. even need the pasta. You wouldn't miss it. No. No, that's true. They talk about uh, crock pot cooking for just a minute, mm-hmm. and it's worth mentioning because uh, they reference it again in the next clip. I'll I'll just say now uh, they talk in this clip about how Sean loves crock pot cooking, so they decide the next thing he makes is going to be a crock pot mm-hmm. recipe. But then in the next clip is uh, after that, and they talk about how he said that crock pot cooking was cheating. <laughs> And so I don't understand. That's actually, I think, a running theme in all of these clips is they are not consistent with how they talk right. about <laughs> cooking with Sean at all. On almost all of these, the recipes, they're like, oh, yeah, that was good. And then then when they introduce the segments later on, they're like, everything is terrible, but we'll see how this goes. So I don't know. Do they really like the things or not? I mean, he has the potential good potential he's on the tom douglas show and yeah cooks with them and he listed off some of the amazing things that he's cooked i think mm-hmm. he has the potential to do good but i'm wondering after listening to these clips a whole bunch of times if that's part of the bit okay but he doesn't 
He doesn't leave the pasta and the mushrooms on the bus on purpose. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying maybe a little <laughs> bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I, and how do you do that? He he did have some interesting bus adventures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I think you're right in is that he has some talent at cooking. Mm-hmm. I think he's just like absent-minded enough that he forgets things on the bus or maybe he has some knowledge gaps that don't allow him to understand the difference between goat cheese and mascarpone yeah. cheese. Uh, or he just sort of half-asses it a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and that's where his uh, interesting substitutions and so forth <laughs> get him into trouble. I wonder if he told Tom the story about the mascarpone and chevre cheese. I hope so. It's <laughs> great. And then um, at the very end of this clip, Luke says something like, he's a regular little Mario Batali. Or and I was like, ooh, that reference does not hold no. up. No. I don't blame Yikes. Luke, but that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So I think that was a pretty successful first cooking with Sean I agree except for the radishes maybe yeah and having to do it twice because you leave the stuff on the bus right well that could happen to anybody <laughs> yeah not me obviously because I would never do that right. <laughs> I wouldn't have it well I don't know that I would go grocery shopping on the bus I know that's a thing mostly because the bus doesn't go to the grocery store that comes by my house yeah or else I would like that. But um, I would probably put everything in my backpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, why would you have just pasta and mushrooms? Maybe if you had everything else on hand, I guess. I don't know. We don't know what actually happened on the bus. Right. Could have gotten stolen, too. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next one? Mm-hmm, I love this one. Me, too. Okay. Um, this one comes to us from February of 2008 when they make Baked Alaska in the studio. You are now joining Too Beautiful to Live with Luke Burbank. Already in progress on News Talk 710, Cairo. <laughs> Luke's just like, I don't care. Luke's just like, whatever. Man, it is nasty out there. I think it's a, the mating call of the sow-bellied nargoli. It is our turn. Jason, are you rolling? I think you better just start right now. Joshua, you just okay, hold on a minute. I know the card's too small. This is a, uh, a historic moment in Seattle radio and may eventually be part of a federal investigation. So everything you're hearing now, listen very carefully because you may all be subpoenaed to testify in the next segment that is about to happen in the aftermath of what could happen based on the next segment that we're going to embark on as you know we have a segment on the show called cooking with sean our fine board op sean detori is uh, an amazing chef in his own right learned from years of poverty and spare time would that is that a safe safe way to uh summarize that's how you got pretty so safe cooking yeah and the first week we had you make a um uh, or first week you made a tuna casserole, which was delicious. Thank you. And the next week we assigned you to make a crock pot dish, and you you made it 
but I'm I'm not gonna lie. You had a pretty bad attitude about it. <laughs> you were you said this was beneath you and that crock pottery is not. I, I think very, I said it was kind of slumming it. I think slumming it was yeah, the term you yeah. used exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we said, let's give you a real challenge okay. for the next week, and that real challenge. Uh, is uh, baked Alaska, and so can you? Are you able to come in here? Are all the mics turned on now? Yeah. Can you come into this room? Yeah. Let me do that. Try to do this. Okay. Uh, I'll sing the the cooking with Sean music. Hey, Sean's in the studio now. Okay. So we. So we have the. All right, Jennifer, talking to talking to the microphone. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the um the. Baked Alaska here on this plate, and yeah. I have heated up the rum. Okay, first though, okay, okay, we need okay. to dim the lights too. Okay, let's right. uh, let's dim the lights a little bit, Sean, but not so much so that the videotape won't work. What because is the heat shield for exactly? It's to shield you and the studios from the heat. Now, let me just set the scene for you, listeners of America. We have in the studios here a baked Alaska that Sean made. Sean, tell me what went into this dish. Well, it, it, it was pretty simple. I mean, it's just the basic sponge cake. You know, sugar, eggs, blah, blah, blah. Mix it all up. Sponge cake, chocolate ice cream, and a meringue, which I made, which is just five egg whites and two tablespoons of sugar. So it's a it's a dessert. It's a frozen dessert that I believe was made in honor of the the governor of Alaska, or was it the, the Alaska yeah, it purchase? Yeah, we bought the Alaska from the the Ruskies. Oh yeah, yeah, sure those Ruskies. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was. Uh, what do we pay? Like eighty bucks for it? Yeah, I think that was a. We talked it, them down from a hundred. It, it was supposed <laughs> to be originally called Alaska Alaska Florida cake. Okay, I see. So well, this maybe this is where part of the. Maybe because the because the you were talking about the ap- exact far ends of the United States, Alaska to Florida. It was sure. a celebration of this country. Okay. Oh yeah. But it, unlike a lot of ice cream desserts, it's one you light on fire. Right. And so we have this. It's supposed to kind of look like the snow peaks of Alaska. Right. I torched it with the with the with a hand blow torch at home. So singed. it's got like kind of burned tips here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it is beautiful, Sean. You did an amazing job. But but the 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 real thing that has got so much of Seattle talking about this dessert and about this segment is the fact that you do light it on fire. Mm-hmm. And so we have now put the baked Alaska in a special heat-sensitive tray. <laughs> we have built... Actually, we had some people at Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena build this for us. We paid over $700,000 for a heat shield system, which you'll see when you watch the video tomorrow at our website, which is mynorthwest.com slash tbtl. You'll see uh, an amazing... It's really a scientific, it's a scientific miracle is what it is. I don't want to overstate it, but we have basically protected the entire studio from this fire that is about to be lit. And without further ado, Sean. All right, Jen, do you want to pour it? And I'll, 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 so I'll, you're, I'll, I'm going to, okay, so now Jen don't is be, pouring, <laughs> Jen is pouring rum, which well, she usually pours into her mouth. This time though, she's pouring it on to the baked Whoa. Alaska you ready? It yeah. is now, oh God, the ice cream lot. is now completely, oh my goodness. There you go. There's it's, baked Alaska. Turn the lights. It's on oh. fire. Turn, Turn the, lights the lights down. Oh. Sean left the match on the cake, so it's now burning <laughs> into the scared. meringue. Uh, the baked Alaska is on fire. Pour more rum on it? Uh, don't question. do that. Don't do that. This is That's going to end up on YouTube when Jen's mouth catches on fire from pouring the rum. No, I think that's good. I think that's that's... That is, it's it's amazing. Can we get the match just left right on top because Sean got scared like a girl. I know why you got. I know Don't why. Segregate yourselves and separate. 
I know why you got scared, Sean, because you had poured so much rum in the back of your mind where those YouTube videos where kids are trying to light oh, sure. bottles of hairspray on fire and then they blow up. Yeah, because that was a lot of rum. Yeah, and I I felt the heat back here. <laughs> I mean, I it kind of it blew me back. It was like backdraft. Was it? Yeah, and luckily we had a heat shield set up. So if we could bring the lights up, Sean, now, uh, just so for our... Because this is being documented by Scorsese. Scorsese and De Palma were fighting over the rights to film this. They wanted to make a kind of a give me shelter too about this cake. Uh, and anyway, they're here. Well, the okay. the cake has been has been lit on fire. I, I don't know if it's really a cake, the dessert. And now, Jennifer, uh, you're going to cut into it. This feels very official. Is it pretty frozen? Yeah, it is. So I think that's good, right? Yep. Yeah, the fire did not burn all the way through. <laughs> The, uh, I also the baked don't have Alaska. A knife. Is this hot? No. You know what I think we should do, you guys? Let's take a quick break. Okay. Because disaster has been averted. Let's take a quick break, Sean. If you could, if you could yeah, return, let me get out of here. <laughs> if you could return to your post uh, at the steering wheel, and then we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will have served up the baked Alaska, and we'll be able to give you guys our uh, our review of it. First, I'd love to give a little shout out to our friend Barb. Aerosmith, this is her favorite clip of all times. Mm -hmm. um, so this one's for you. Um, and have you ever made a baked Alaska? I have not made a baked Alaska. Uh, mostly because I'm a little leery of making a dessert that's going to sit out that has ice cream in it. Because I don't want mm. it to melt. And I don't know how well the meringue really insulates the ice cream like I would never want to take that to work because we no. don't usually eat it until like 9 30 or 10 in the morning so it would have to sit out for a long time yeah you'd have to have access to a freezer I mean I guess we do but I don't know it, ne it never seemed that interesting to me you just I, I mean I would make the ice cream and you make a cake layer and you make some meringue and that's it yeah it's the imp the the impressive part of it is the show of it, right? And I would not light a baked Alaska on fire in the middle of no. my office. I just wouldn't I thought do that it. you're supposed to blowtorch it, like with the kitchen torch. Um, I I don't know. You know that episode on the Great British Baking Show where they made baked Alaska? They did not uh, set any of those on fire. But I looked it up on. Wikipedia just to make sure to see whether that was an accepted step and they do include that but I, I think there are a lot of people that don't do the setting on fire part but almost everybody like blow torches it or broils it or something to brown the meringue. So I've made one before we made them in home ec. Ooh, that's cool. And we broiled. Um, yeah. And it wasn't that impressive because we used a box um, cake and then mm -hmm. we used ice cream like in a container. Mm -hmm. um, so basically it was just to learn about meringue, which is kind of cool. Sure. Um, but I have had a very fancy baked Alaska. Anyone who's ever been on a cruise, one of the things oh. is that in the fancy dining room, the last night, um, all the servers come out with flaming baked, baked Alaska and like do like a song and a dance and <laughs> bring you one to the table. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. So I guess I have Goodness. seen it on fire after I said I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> and uh, and do these servers all have a quote unquote heat shield? 
from the jet propulsion lab <laughs> that cost seven hundred thousand dollars to protect themselves. I love the heat shield so much. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of this whole thing. I'm actually so surprised that Jen let this happen. Yes. And poured the rum. Mm-hmm. A lot of it from the sound of things. Yeah. We she was she instigated it by pouring more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then also, Jason, get in here and take pictures. <laughs> I did try to find the video and I couldn't find it. I looked too. Yeah. I know that I've seen it. So it was oh, really available oh, back. If anyone I, has I that. think it's I think it's from when I originally was time banning, though, many years ago now. Mm-hmm. I went and looked for it. So it could be that it's been scrubbed from the Cairo servers or whatever since then. If anyone has that video, please send it to me. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke very helpfully sang the theme song. Uh, unfortunately, he had not yet really learned the theme song, so that wasn't even very close to it. <laughs> but it was a good try. Yes. Um, it... <laughs> Everything was so funny about this. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I just, so this is their third one, right? Because, so the first one was the casserole. Second mm-hmm. one was the crock pot that they all thought was boring. It was chicken something or other. Chicken Casablanca, I think was what it turned out to be. And then the next one is they light something on fire in the studio. Mm-hmm. I Sounds like if, a natural progression. <laughs> did they get in trouble for this? I don't know. I don't remember. It seemed this like one. there were a lot of people there in the studio. Yeah, I don't remember getting in trouble them in trouble for this one. Just the mackerel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I enjoyed the way that uh, they made fun of Sean for <laughs> dropping the match onto the baked Alaska because he got <laughs> scared <laughs> when. The flames popped up, although I would have done the same thing. I'm not hanging on to that match. No. Get Why didn't they have up? like one of those long lighters that you like barbecues with? This is TBTL. Come on now. <laughs> Jen can't juggle all the plates. Right. You know, she when can... you think about the job that Jen did on that show back in those days, when Luke was showing up for the show at 6.55 p.m., mm-hmm. And Jen had put the whole thing together and got guests and planned the show and had reminded Sean of what ingredients he was supposed to get and had all the emails ready and all of that stuff. She was doing so much work on that I show. I can't even imagine it. Yeah, we we can't hold her to the standard of like remembering the long lighter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely don't blame her this mm-hmm. but um leaving the match on did they eat it yes they did um I decided not to include the actual taste testing because uh that made the clip really long mm-hmm. and I these clips are longer than the ones that I usually I don't like to have them so long but it was kind of necessary for some of you them. got so the, I thought the more interesting yeah the more interesting part was the fire part so you can go, if you want to hear the whole episode, it's February mm-hmm. 4th of 2008. Is this the third yep. hour? Oh, God, I can't remember if it's the second or the third hour, but it's right at the beginning of the segment. 
so that's you usually right when away. they did all the bad stuff is on the third hour <laughs> yeah yeah when none of the execs was listening like, anymore we're awake <laughs> Um, I will say that I thought that Luke was being like a very good ringmaster for this. I yeah. enjoy listening to the old episodes when he is um, being so entertaining and so like chatty and charming and, and yep. egging everyone on, egging Sean mm-hmm. on specifically. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking jokes. Yeah, you feel like they were all having a really good time yeah. hanging out together and doing this stuff. Well, and it's so funny to hear his voice then versus now. He seems mm-hmm. much more relaxed then. Right. I wonder if that just comes with time. Or well, if I don't more know. Because <laughs> the stakes back then were arguably higher because right. it was an actual radio show. And I mean, now he's just got a podcast technically they could you know edit stuff out if you screwed up whereas Mm -hmm. on live radio you would think he would have felt more pressure and been more stressed but he just sounds that's probably why it didn't last very long (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was like a young carefree luke i don't know i still like current luke better in some ways Mm-hmm. I like that he's more responsible now. Yeah, more responsible. He's definitely a better interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. This was just fun because for three hours a night, he hung out with his friends. And there were no rules, basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or they broke them before they were made. Like, <laughs> they did things and then rules came because of it. So I can well, see how that's I like... Mean- to be fair, they're still doing that. That's why APM now has a no Winnebago rule, right? Right. <laughs> True. Uh, well, let's go on to the third clip if we're ready okay. for that. Okay. Uh, this is from December 23rd of 2008. It is the final Cooking with Sean for the year. I'm not sure exactly how many they've done by this time because all these episodes have not yet been archived but a good number anyway and uh, I think this may be like the last segment before they go on Christmas vacation for a week Mm -hmm. so uh, they're feeling pretty good I feel like Jen has had some adult beverages already for sure Uh (laughs) uh-huh and uh this cooking with Sean uh comes from an article that Jen read about the new trend of candied pickles. So they decide to have Sean make Kool-Aid infused pickles. Enjoy. Well, it's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night. That means it must be time for Cooking with Sean DeTori. If I remember right, we don't have enough of this music, right? So you have to constantly keep restarting it, Sean. <laughs> yeah, so, right? that's right. Perfect. <laughs> well, this is this is exciting stuff. Um, Jen read an article in the, the New York Times a while ago that said that everybody was obsessed with candied pickles and that they were in fact more popular than hot Cheetos. And so we thought this would be a perfect chance to put Sean's um, very, very, um, I think, time-tested and impressive cooking skills to work by having you mix up a jar of Kool-Aid. Totally challenging. And, uh, oh, we should take a picture of the pickles in the jar. Oh, yes. Maybe before, um, 
uh, before we actually open them, so we can put that up on the website. Maybe yeah. is that a good idea? Yeah, uh, Jason's on his way in here right now with the cups. So um, I see. We'll have him Sean, do you have the pickles in there? Yeah, and actually they're not in the jar because the jar was super small to oh, fit I see. the two pounds of sugar. But they're in a giant Ziploc, a giant container. Do they look like? Are they the color of uh, like, Kool Aid? Yeah, when I checked them last night, they were totally infused. Like their centers were all red. Wow. Yeah. Can you bring them in here, Sean, and then we'll take a picture for for the picture of the day? Sure. We'll just do it on the computer here. Oh, okay. Sean has 57 seconds of music before the cooking with Sean. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Before the cooking with Sean, music expires, and then we're in a real pickle, so to speak. Oh, God. Okay, Sean, come stand over here. We'll take a picture of you on the computer, which we can then put up at MyNorthwest.com. Oh, that looks like someone Ugh. had an accident. Wow. Wow, dude, that's gross. So, Looking. Okay. I still want to try one. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, no, How are we going to get him out of there? Do we have a fork? We're going to use our fingers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Look at that picture. It, like it smells like pickles, but a lot, gro a lot grosser. Exactly. Oh, it really um, does smell bad. Wow. It's, it's just two, two, two flavors that don't usually go together. Okay, well, I um, guess we need to learn how we can all do this at home. Absolutely, and this will be a perfect time. Sean, um, why don't you go back in there and uh, activate the music again, okay. and uh, and then come back in here and <laughs> tell us about really the pickles. important that the music plays nonstop. Yes, it's cooking with Sean DeTori. <laughs> It'll also give me some time to um, save this pickles photo so I can send it to you. There okay. you go. <laughs> We've got another <laughs> two minutes and 21 seconds before John has to go back in there. All righty. Are, are we digging in or are we going to learn first? Let's learn about it okay. first. Let's not let's not rush it. No. No reason to. Sean, tell us about uh, tell us about the pickle process. Uh -oh. <laughs> he's got to go back in the other room now. Oh, he's got his because he's got his uh, little. Uh, he's got oh, his list. Notes. I forgot to put up my mic. Gotcha, me. gotcha. Um, okay, Sean, what was the process on these candied pickles? Okay. Um, well. The process was uh, pretty simple, really. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a mi one mix of Kool-Aid, mm -hmm. one uh, regular jar of uh, pickles. Um, what do you remember the brand of pickles you bought? I think I bought Vl Vlasic. Ooh. Did you double check that they were dill? I think that they were dill. Okay. No, they may have. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Well, because so, are they supposed to be dill? They're supposed to be dill. Okay, so I bought one jar <laughs> Chevra. of Vlasic Chevra. I feel it. Okay. I feel it coming. And so what it called for was to um, take the pickles out of the jar. Well, I don't know if they wanted you to leave them in the jar or not, but what it called for ultimately was to take the pickles and slice them in half, um, take two uh, cups of Kool-Aid mix, which is double the normal amount, mix that with the Kool-Aid uh, mix and mix that in the pickles. Also add a pound of sugar. Ooh. A pound. Yeah, That's your teeth are gonna melt right off. Oh, good. So well, it's hard to candy a pickle. Right. Uh, <laughs> Just keep it moving, Dottori. Um, so Nothing to see here. That's don't, why don't I took them. To that. That's why I took them out of the jar because if I had them in the normal, you know, tiny jar, I wouldn't be able to fit a pound of sugar in there with everything else. So right. I decided to put them in a giant, you know, uh, uh, water jug, uh -huh. and then they stayed in there for a few days. And then to transfer them here, I moved them into a, sm a smaller vessel. And jumped out a lot of the Kool-Aid, and it was Tropical Punch that I chose. So this wasn't one of your uh, more difficult jobs. Yeah, this seems. I mean, like how do you compare this to say Baked Alaska? Oh, fifty percent tougher. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, was there was just the smell of the Kool-Aid uh, mixed with. And then you let it marinate uh, for about a week. And so that's it. A lot of sugar, Kool-Aid, pickles cut in half, marinate for a week. Okay. Wow. Hold on. You keep you keep telling Jen about it. I'm going to go restart your music. So, okay. uh, according to the New York Times, these candy pickles are really, really popular. And in fact, we received emails from people saying that candied pickles have actually been very popular in the South for a very long time. Yeah. It's kind of a Southern delicacy, apparently. And I don't... It's probably like collard greens. And I don't get it, man. Until I... Tr- have you tried one? No, I wanted to try one last night, but I didn't. And I don't know if Luke's going to... Oh, there he is. Oh, there we go. So I think we should all try one together. Okay. But uh, if, if, you, if you look, they're totally infused. Like the center is completely red. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make your fingers smell. Oh, wonderful. Because, you know, they're pickles. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. My God, that looks oh, goodness. Horrible. It, smells, it smells like a pickle with, with Kool-Aid mixed in. That's also too. See, that's the problem. Those are not two great tastes. Those taste are great yeah. together. Okay, yeah. are you ready? You got Kool Aid in my pickle. You got. <laughs> All right, here we All go. Right. Ready? Everybody ready? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Less bad than I expected, to be honest with you. It tastes like mostly Kool Aid. Yeah, it tastes. No, it's not that bad. It just tastes like you're eating Kool Aid. You know what? This might be good is if you did it with cucumbers. Like, why does it need to be a pickle to start with? But, you know, I kind of liked it. Like the front part of the pickle before you bite it is all red, but it didn't go deep. Yeah, you know the outside. The flavor did though. The redness didn't, but the inside still tastes like Kool Aid. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's a pickle. That tastes exact. Jason's going for round two. I kind of like it too. I tell you, really? Well, uh-huh. we've got them. <laughs> Here's the unfortunate thing: it looks like either a, a a Tupperware dish of severed fingers or poops that were cut in half. I mean, it's aesthetically <laughs> a really displeasing. Totally. Like if it was on Top Chef, <laughs> Padma yeah. would not get uh-uh. near that. Now I've never had um, hot Cheetos, but I don't know if these could compare to those. Because I can imagine they're saying what hot they're Cheetos just as popular like. as hot Cheetos with the kids. The kids? I how you think? I wonder if kids are, are eating them just because uh, they they think it's like it's kind of on a dare. Because like I can't imagine a kid being like, you know what I want? Kool Aid pickles. But it's Suck really a miracle. I mean, I'm, I just got all it's the way a in. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. I, I just got, low, I just low got threshold all the way in, <laughs> and it still tastes just like Kool-Aid. I mean, it is all the way inside this pickle. Do you think, Jen, that a, did this flavor of Kool-Aid work for you, or it really would did. another flavor you think? I think be I would like good? another flavor better because Tropical Punch is one of my least favorites. Oh, but I'm just astounded by how it really got all the way in there. And this is <laughs> this is like a Kool-Aid pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try it with the little mini pickles. I think I thought it was just going to be on the outside, but... Oh. Do you think sometime we should do carrots and cheese? No, I don't. But this... <laughs> Sean, this was your first winner in my book. Oh my, my first gosh. winner? After all... after how many What about Snickers we... pie? <laughs> that was bad. That's actually our number one... Well, I don't want to give it away, but it will show up during the train wrecks episode, <laughs> if that's any kind of indication. No, this was... I, I think this really worked. I think if I they don't. ate five, you'd probably vomit. I kind of feel a little bit sick now. I mean, yeah, half, I think one half, half was one okay. Is, and yeah. the thing is, I love pickles. It's 
I'm a fan of the this pickles. This isn't about pickles. The pickles are gone from this situation. Right, okay. It's just Kool-Aid. Yeah. The pickles, with a new the, pic- the pickles in this case serve the purpose of tofu, right? Wh- mm-hmm. Which is like it absorbs the flavor around it. So my question is, why do you have to start with something that's pickled? Why not start with something that's even more neutral? If you just want an interesting way to ingest Kool-Aid, how about a cucumber? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe try I'll that. try that on my that, own. That seems like that would be less. You know, the problem with the pickle is you've you've still got the slightest hint of the dill. Well, you know, January seventh is our one year anniversary, Sean. Maybe you could do some other kind of infused Kool Aid product. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Like infused uh, hamburger. You know what? Sure. I'm going to leave it up to you. I, that's a ter- almost did never. You say you were, not a good idea. You said, did you just say you were going to leave it up to me? Yeah. I'm not going to though. Now that I'm yeah. thinking about that, that a little bit more, yeah, exactly. I'm high on candy pickles. <laughs> yeah, are, I would love that to do are something amazing. Else. Did you li- did you like them, Sean? Did you like the the taste? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it tasted like um, tropical punch Kool Aid. I mean. And a little bit of pickle mixed in. Um, it wasn't too bad, but I think if you ate more than like one, mm-hmm. you'd probably start to vomit uncontrollably well. or uncontrollably. Like, I don't feel great now. Yeah. 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 Totally. Kind of what is that Jason really? Jason had two. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have a, a special visitor on his run tomorrow from his bowels. <laughs> we get the trots. So this is our final cooking with Sean of the year. Two thousand eight. Well, I'm. I'm Again, it what it lacked in what it lacked in in uh, presentation uh, and in really tasting okay and in not giving Jason diarrhea. What it lacked in those things, it made up for in just uh, simple effectiveness. Yeah. I mean, these were infused. Yeah, I mean, they were we, absolutely infused. If we can just take a minute and go back through the year, I mean, we started with tuna casserole, which was fine, but mm-hmm. it's tuna casserole, and then we did something in the crock pot, which nobody was a big fan of. What did we do in the crock? I can't remember. It was some recipe that we found. Nobody loved that. But then you did for uh, Michael Clayton, you did that steak. Right. That filet that had the red wine sauce on it. And that That was was fantastic. I did Spanakopita, didn't I? Spanakopita. But that's kind of one of your specialties. That was a little bit of a ringer. A little bit of a cheat. Yeah. Yeah, Because you already make that really, really well. Then there was the baked Alaska. There was, and then you did the special chocolate chip cookies out of the New York Times, which were fantastic with the salt over the top. Right. Red sauce. Which nobody liked that. It was, remember, you did it wrong. Your I mom did? told you you did it wrong because uh, it was too sweet. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I thought the red sauce was okay. Well, even Liz Detori was like, "You did it wrong." Well, Liz is a you know, she's a stern taskmaster. And there was that one time I made a baby. Mm-hmm. That nah, that didn't turn out well. <laughs> no, <laughs> the state is racing him now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was before they had the place you could drop him off, no questions asked. Yeah, so you used tape. Yeah, we I mean, didn't even know about Nebraska, or we would have been in the car. Yeah, it was behind a Burger King. That was so, not a safe place to leave a baby. Yeah. So we've had weird. some highs and some lows, but I think this is—I think this goes strongly in the winner category. You think well, so? Mm-hmm. That's if, cool for something so simple. Yeah. If I had the if I had the the resources here, I would activate the cooking with Sean music. Is anyone else getting busy? <laughs> but I can't. I can't do it. Sean, good job, buddy. Successful mission. Thanks. Mission accomplished. Heck of a job, Brownie. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to try the juice. Ugh, I had the same do thought. Not. Yeah, let's yuck, try it. you let's guys. Go. I don't have a fresh cup. You guys, I, I am not supporting this. I, I do not if I endorse to support, this. I wear right. a bra, Jen. I, this is not a good idea. I've just got a bowl of it. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> the pickles infused the Kool Aid. <laughs> the Kool Aid tastes exactly like pickle. Totally. That's. 
Oh my god. That is a real Sean, stop drinking that. That's not what I expected. Okay, so that is That is disgusting. That's really yeah. unexpected. Yeah. You've got these pickles that taste just like Kool-Aid. They're floating around in this sea of Kool-Aid, and then the Kool-Aid itself tastes like pickle brine. Was that water originally the pickle brine? Uh yeah, it was mixed with pickle brine and Kool-Aid and water well, water yeah, and pickle brine and uh sugar. Well, that that retained the the pound of sugar went like right into the pickles and did not go into that brine, right? Because it still tastes like It tastes more juice. like pickle juice. So I'm going to put a link up to the New York Times article because I, I think we've sold this like yeah. nobody's business. Sure, I mean, sure. And I mean... Our um, listeners are going to be trying to to frantically figure out how to make mm-hmm. this. We'll get a pic- well, I've, I sent you a picture, Jen, already. Okay, so we'll get the, that up right away. Of the completed product. Okay, well, listen, let's take a quick break. Uh, Jen will throw those up, pictures up and um, I'll uh, try to keep my Azteca nachos down after drinking that brine. That was a bad idea. It was about only Jesus Jesus can save me now. I somebody had told you that. Yeah, I know. Well, one to grow on. Christy, would you uh, would you eat a Kool-Aid pickle? I'd try it. How about you? I am not feeling really enthusiastic about it after listening to this segment. Well, I would like to try it made officially. They used the recipe that was like in this New York Times. I found the, the article and it says, uh-huh. oh, you know, we just did this and we just did that. Well, I don't know if that's accurate or what they actually did. Um, so I'd like to try an official one. I would like Josh to make some of these pickles. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't I don't think that Josh is working on the Kool-Aid end of the flavor spectrum with yeah. his pickles. But I... I I don't like the uh, tropical punch mm-hmm. flavor. I mean, I like the tropical punch flavor, but I don't like the idea of it with pickles. I would. What I was hoping right when they started is that it was going to be grape. For some oh, reason, I think that would awesome. be less bad. Yeah. I would try grape. Mm-hmm. I would try like, I don't know, cherry. Lime. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I think they discuss... Whether uh, Sean got dill pickles or not, and and he doesn't Jen remember. Specifies, of course, he doesn't. I mean, he remembers Vlasic, but he doesn't <laughs> remember whether it was dill. Um, and I would, I mean, like sweet pickles would have so much more sugar that you wouldn't want to. I mean, it would be way gross. It would be it would be awful. But I think it's a good point. Why is dill necessary? That seems like a really weird combination to get dill and Kool Aid. So what I would like is someone to make a pickle from scratch, like Josh mm-hmm. does, but using a sweet pickle recipe and using the Kool-Aid. Because in those recipes, you do use sugar. Mm-hmm. So you would just use Kool-Aid instead of the water and the sugar. And I would try that. As Luke points out, like a just basically a, a pickling cucumber mm-hmm. would be fairly bland. And it would just be a way to eat Kool-Aid? Yeah, and I don't know. So these kind of articles that New York Times and other places do is this is not the trend. Like, this isn't a trend. Like, one or two hipster places have done it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So let's do an article about it. But have you ever seen it since this? Have you never heard of it? No. Yeah. I mean, they said it was a Southern thing. Mm-hmm. 
but I I don't know. I wonder if I Google it. Well, candy pecans, that's not what I want. Ooh, but you kind of do Can- want them, right? Well, <laughs> candied pickles recipe. How do you make candied sweet pickles? Uh, okay, so it seems to be a thing. There are a lot of... Oh, candy dill pickles. I guess the dill is important. Hmm. I can see Weird. that. It's kind of like a uh, sweet savory. But so here I'm reading. I don't remember how much um, that Sean said he made. But in this recipe hmm. within the article, it says you need a gallon. Of sugar? To the recipe of the pound of sugar plus double two Kool-Aids was a gallon of you use Ooh. a gallon of water and pickles. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so mm. I think that's where they went wrong. So they mm. had the juice of a gallon and maybe just a small pickle jar. Mm-hmm. That's going to be gross. That's going to be gross. <laughs> I'm looking at Paula Dean's recipe. I figure she's a, yeah, probably she... a pretty good source. That's a quart of dill pickles and two and three quarter cups of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. <laughs> Half a cup of vinegar. I mean, you're not vinegar. consuming it. Right, it's just soaking mm-hmm. in. Well, you and I aren't consuming it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Sean are drinking the pickle brine. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I might. I you have to yeah, try but these it. Aren't, these aren't Kool-Aid pickles, though. These are just candied. Pic- I mean, what makes it candied? Just that there's a l- fuck ton of sugar in there? <laughs> Oh, Kool-Aid dill pickles. I typed K-O-O-L and Kool-Aid dill pickles came up. Oh my God. There's a, there's a picture. It's like super duper red. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would try it. I could be talked into it. Well, at least I found a show picture. <laughs> um. Okay. But so Jen is surprised at. The fact that they're actually decent. Mm-hmm. Um, what does Luke say? Uh, less bad than I expected. <laughs> but then they seem to really like one. But then they seem to decide that they would get sick if they ate more than one. And then they started and to then, get sick. <laughs> yes, Jason confesses that he's not feeling so good after and eating he ate two. two. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> love it so i don't know about this this seems suspicious as far as i'm concerned yeah this this is a a weird one for sure Mm -hmm. i would try an official one not this maybe but if this was at a live show and they're passing them out i would try it Mm. no well maybe if they cut them into little pieces i would try one Oh, yeah. Just like a little sliver. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll split one with you if we ever see them. Okay. (laughs) We'll keep our eyes peeled. So I I don't even know maybe my very favorite part of this clip. And in fact, it is. It's it's why I let it run so long. Uh, is the part where Luke and Sean decide that they're going to drink the pickle brine and Jen's like, no, no, do no, not do that. that. <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing is pickle juice is a thing people drink. Mm-hmm. Isn't it supposed to have electrolytes? Yes. 
to rehydrate you that for way. For sure. I used to drink it when I was a kid on ice. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My sister and I would fight over who got to have it from that pickle jar. All right. Well, <laughs> learn something about you, Christy. I hear the judgment. <laughs> hey, you you learned about my canned mushrooms? I'm learning about True. your pickle brine. <laughs> we both know something new about yes. each other. <laughs> but I really enjoy this this whole clip and especially this end because Jen is in peak sarcasm mode for this whole thing. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, let's eat these. And I I think it's the alcohol. She's yeah. had a few drinks. For and sure. And it makes her sarcastic. And I love it. Yeah. And then she was uh, surprised at how good it is, but then uh-huh. had to had to make sure that they didn't drink it. <laughs> oh, it was very funny. Yeah, this was definitely the worst clip for the chewing noises. So yeah. once again, I'm sorry, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also the more you have to drink, the more you don't care about that. Right. Yep. Yep. I wonder if they would still do um, do a Cooking with Sean segment like this, knowing that it's like actual medical genetic disorder that people have. Do they just not care? I, I oh, I guess. I mean, I, Luke still eats on the air. He tries yeah. not to. He's like super proud of himself when he manages not to. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't had a eat an RX bar on the air segment. <laughs> well, don't give him any ideas. Right. <laughs> All right. Should we move to the next one? Mm-hmm. Possibly the most horrifying of all of these clips. And I think my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This comes to you from September 10th of 2010. Fancy grilled cheese live from the Troubadour. All right. So uh, now it is uh, time for uh, one of our uh, most popular segments, although I don't really understand uh, why it is our most popular segment, but it's, it's definitely up there. We call it Cooking with Sean DeTori. All right, so here's how Cooking with Sean DeTori uh, works. Uh, We have Sean cook something, and then we try to eat it, which is usually impossible. Um, What we did today was, because we're staying at this this hotel, uh, and it has a Ralph's attached to it, and also because working in radio, or formerly working in radio as we did, is a kind of a, um, it's an unstable profession. And there's a chance that we could all be living in a hotel room, or I should say motel room. That's the difference, by the way. Hotel, classy, motel, really not a place you want to be more than, you know, a couple nights. We could all be in motel rooms. And so we sent Sean to the Ralphs with $20 and said, you have to cook a meal in the hotel room. And so that's what you did, right, Shawnee? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Um, I decided. What did? Uh, yeah. What? What? What all? What all happened? You did. Also, I want to clarify: there were no, um, like, no there was no. no oven, there was no microwave. No, nothing like that. Nothing to keep uh, food cold or warm it up, <laughs> slash cook it. So far, so good. So what I decided to do was, you know, uh, use an iron. 
to make some grilled cheese. And, and you know, it, uh, surpri- it worked surprisingly well. And I used a little bit of a hair dryer, uh, but, you know, for the most part, we have a pretty decent creation. I had the gumption to make three sandwiches. Okay. Uh, and I kept the, uh, let's see. Why don't we, you want to open? Can I open this one up? Which yeah, is, I think me, it's hold on, upside don't tell, down. Don't tell me what it is. I'm going to try to go by smell. The iron was on linen mode. Uh, I don't know if that makes a it difference. It smells a little bit like a skirt. Is that? This, one's, so, this one smells really good. Um, it has olives on it. Yeah, so what I did was I made... What the hell? Are those teeth blockers? Yeah, okay. So um, I, I put some... Uh, so I made some sandwiches, and I wanted to uh, dress them up a bit. And so I didn't have any toothpicks, so I stole some straws from Ralph's along with some salt, pepper, plastic forks, and knives. And also I used um, a, a, some, some dental floss to kind of, in lieu of a toothpick. And I figure when you're done eating the sandwich, you can sort of floss your teeth. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to catch on. Okay. Did you get all of this for 20 bucks? I got all of this for $15.10. <laughs> and, and so I made one. It's sort of a traditional uh, grilled cheese. You've got your, you know, value pack cheese. Okay. Pastrami, a tomato, some salt and pepper to taste, of course. Some Doritos, because who doesn't like a little crunch? And you might be asking, Sean, where did you get your leafy greens? And I would say... I jacked them from a, um, a radish plant. That was just growing somewhere? No, in the store. They have radishes. I stole some leaves off of the radish so I could have a leafy green to add to my sandwich. I'm not about to pay for that if I don't Can have to. Can you wash those? No. So I wouldn't suggest eating the leafy... Don't eat the leafy greens. Are you kidding me? No, you don't... You served something with some... That you got off the side of the road? No, no, no. It's from the store. You stole it from the store. It was like freshly normal. misted. It was leaves that were freshly misted at the Ralph's. Shawnee, what is this uh, one? What's this one that I'm having? This is the one uh, that had uh, olives on it. So that one is um, Chef Boyardee oh, uh, mini God. ravioli with I knew um, that, that I knew cheese. something tastes like ass. That was the Chef Boyardee. Yeah. And I also made another one with, uh, it's, it's a seafood grilled cheese with imitation crab. I think it was Kroger. Um... <laughs> With cheddar cheese and tartar sauce. Do you want to try some of the Chef Boyardee? Hell, I'm not. This is you so have to. Disgusting. You have to. This is part of the thing. Can I try some of? What's this one? Is that the seafood one that? That Jennifer may has? be the seafood I one. Even, I don't even know. I. I, I can't even. What about the third one, Shawnee? What's that? The third one is your traditional, with pastrami, cheese, tomato, and Doritos. Traditional. Oh. Did you, did you in any way try to heat up the imitation crab meat, or did you just let no, it come to room well, temperature? Well, I heated everything. That's how I like it. I heated everything up. I had tinfoil as a base. I put my sandwich on there. I put another piece of tinfoil over the sandwich and just pressed the iron down. And, you know, it made uh, grill, uh, you know, colors on the sandwich, on the bread. Flipped it over. Grilled the shit out of it on the other side. And, uh, you know what? I used the hair dryer to sort of uh, melt the edges of the cheese and you know that worked decently enough and and you know if you know I garnished it with some uh, colorful orange wedges uh, orange wedge candy I want to know where the fucking $4.90 is <laughs> I gave it back to Jen 
you better get that back because if we, I mean, honestly, if we, if we actually paid twenty dollars for this to happen, <laughs> I will be really, I'll be doubly, doubly angry. Cooking with Sean or cooking with Satan? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, can I try the traditional? Yes. I can tell you the other two are just. And as you've amazing. noticed, I haven't tried shit. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Do you ever watch Top Chef? Like, they are constantly tasting everything. That's yeah. part of the procedure. Well, the you, thing you is... You decided no on that one. No, I only made three. I wanted to surprise you and myself. And so I want to try some of the traditional with minus the leafy greens. I, I, please stop calling it traditional. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that has Doritos in it, which is the... <laughs> like, that's the traditional. The traditional involves having something in there that should never be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's good eat. Where's Guy Fieri now? Well, this is um, this is turning into a real a real uh, a real feast. You could almost say it's a dinner party. And we have some guys here who are actually experts in this very thing. They're from the dinner party download. Let's welcome them right now. Their names are Rico Galliano and Brendan Francis Noonan. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for putting us on this segment. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Uh, I thought it was going to be less gross than it turned out to be, which is weird. They say the definition of being crazy is you just keep doing the same thing over and you expect different results. Yeah, I thought we were and, um, friends. We've man. had a lot of these segments, and it's been mostly inedible, but we just keep doing it. Uh, here, try this. Uh, I would stay away from the traditional and the seafood and also the Chef Boyardee. Do, is this on? Oh, there we go. Do we, do we so, have to? Yes, you absolutely have to. <laughs> don't, don't eat the leafy greens. This is the best gig ever. Wow. So that Come person who down. stole your girlfriend you made the mixtape for couldn't make it tonight. That's no, a, no, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you. Have you guys uh, ever been to a dinner party where someone um, cooks the food with an iron? Is that a normal thing? No. Not since college, no. <laughs> wow, it sucks. I haven't been to a dinner party where people use irons. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. It's yeah, a big you, yeah. surprise. You're welcome. Wait for the finish. Wow. <laughs> Tastes a little bit like taint. Mm. <laughs> okay, so this is the clip that made me think that maybe this is a bit. Okay. The day before, they give Sean $20. $20. And tell him he has to make something in a room where he has no refrigerator. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to cook on. Mm-hmm. And... No guidance whatsoever. Sounds about right. <laughs> and by the way, with these live shows, they usually want him to make enough so that people can have samples. Mm-hmm. So that's what he goes with. And he decides grilled cheese. I think that was a smart decision. What do you think? I do too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I. Th- I- it's like a life hack panini, yes. sort of, right? Yeah. Is what What's he's a doing. panini? <laughs> <laughs> um, the hair dryer to melt the edges of the cheese is a little like weird. I'm not yeah. grossed out by it, but it seems a little strange. But I'm yeah. totally on board with the iron. Yes, for sure. Smart. Mm-hmm. The I think. It was a little unclear from what they were talking about because Luke brought up dental floss, but I think it was those dental flosser. That's what I pictured too. Because Jen was horrified. 
yeah, instead of the toothpick with the little colored tassel yes. thing on the end. He was trying to make it fancy. Mm-hmm. It probably held idea. it together, too. <laughs> it's not like they were used toothpick dealy bobs. We would hope. Well, I mean, I guess you don't know for sure, but right. you'd think not. Um, I would have tried one of the three. I would try the quote unquote traditional. Oh, yes. That's the only edible one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's weird to put Doritos in a grilled no. cheese at all. No, that's, uh, that's I used a sandwich. To make, right. I'd make tuna fish sandwiches um, with Pringles on the yes. top crushed up Pringles when I was in college. So I think the Doritos definitely works. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not know about the uh, leafy greens. I'm not sold on those. The radish tops that he stole from. Yeah. Are they even edible? Are radish? I don't know. (laughs) He doesn't even know. And does he take it and put it in his pocket? Is that how he stole it? I need I need to know. I need I have more questions. I don't know. I mean, let's set aside the question of whether these are edible in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not washed other than by the supermarket mister. <laughs> and then, as you point out, they possibly made a trip in his pocket. Yep. Oh, peppery taste from the leaves of the radish. Yep, they are edible. Oh, so that good. might have actually tasted good. I mean, if they weren't pocket greens. <laughs> pocket greens are my favorite. <laughs> Although, you know, this, the um, the imitation crab sandwich, I could get with that if there wasn't tartar sauce on it. Oh, okay. You don't like tartar sauce? No, I don't like tartar sauce, period. But also on a sandwich, it because he said it was a seafood salad, so that probably already has some kind of mayonnaise sauce. Oh, yeah. Then to mm-hmm. add tartar sauce onto it, if he would have just put the imitation crab salad and then cheese, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. But the tartar sauce. Uh, I, I don't know. See, I don't trust Sean with seafood. I am not convinced that I'm not going to get food poisoning from that. Well, so I that's just, not so much about the taste as the preparation for me. Yeah. Well, I just imitation crab is so like, I think processed. I love it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, do I feel too. like it's so processed that there's a low chance that you're going to get. I mean, I would be more concerned about the mayonnaise base. Mm-hmm. And the tartar sauce. And also, I need to know, when did he make these? Did he make these right before the show? God only knows. Yeah. Because because of the no refrigeration, he would have had mm-hmm. to get the ingredients. That day. That day. Cooked it and then went right to the show. And it's not like it was at the beginning of the show either. Yeah. Why was there mini raviolis? Why was that a thing? I can I cannot figure that out. I why would you put ravioli in a grilled cheese sandwich? Why would That's you why I think he's trying include to include olives be funny? With it. Okay. Okay. And I feel like he got a lot of stuff for fifteen dollars. Fifty dollars and ten cents. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? I think I need him to be my personal grocery shopper. Yeah. Sounds like he knows how true. to find a deal. I don't know anything about Ralph's. I don't know if it's fancy or not. Mm, I 
think it's kind of fancy ish. It's more of it's higher. Well, and it probably is the only one I've been to was in Palm Springs in kind of a fancy neighborhood. So that could be a difference, but it was higher quality than a Safeway or Fred Meyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but you know, when you steal your leafy greens, that really keeps <laughs> the cost down. Right, right. And where did the dental floss things come from? I'm hoping he had those. Yeah, he brought those with okay. him. Uh, I do think maybe the best touch was his garnish of orange wedge candies. <laughs> I mean, I like that he's thinking about presentation. Yes. I mean, if you're eating mini raviolis and toasted bread, you mm-hmm. have to have orange slice. Of course. It's a palate cleanser. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he did a tradition, as he says, a traditional one. Mm -hmm. And then went a little crazy with another one, you know, Uh and then kind of went, oh, a little, I'll make, I think the seafood salad one was supposed to be a little bit fancy. All right. Well, I mean, (laughs) you can make anything fancy with a little dental floss pick and a orange wedge candy orange. well what would you make if if luke gave you twenty dollars and said here's your situation you have to come back what would you oh, do i have i have absolutely no idea maybe something with some prosciutto and mm. pretzels I, I gotta come up with a um with the vegetarian option for Christy. Okay, here's what I do. I would get the long pretzel sticks. Mm-hmm. I would get a jar of caramel. I would get a jar. Oh, God, but I don't have any way to melt chocolate. Otherwise, I was going to do caramel and chocolate-coated pretzel sticks rolled in, I don't know, like nuts or mini chocolate chips or something. Because I don't think I could do fudge sauce because it wouldn't harden up. Okay, here we go. So I've got the long pretzels. I've got like a nice caramel sauce that I would dip those in. And then I would coat them with the chocolate magic shell for ice cream and roll it in nuts and mini chocolate chips and sprinkles. Oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) That would be my cooking with Anne. I like it. I feel like we should have a... Um, cooking LRB Iron Chef type deal next time we're all together. Ooh, I, you know, I feel like Meredith might win that because she really likes to cook. And now that she's got that sling for bear. (laughs) But you, you would win everyone over with your baking. Well, that's true, but I mean, that's really sort of a different category, mm-hmm. almost. I'd I don't know. I'm I'm down to try it. I just applaud Sean for the imagination that this took. Yes. I mean, they mm-hmm. gave him the $20, said, here you go, have something by tomorrow. And he looked around his hotel room, figured mm-hmm. out the two things that made heat, and then went to the store and dreamed this up. I, I really don't think I could have had grilled cheese three ways for $20 That's in a true. hotel room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know that I would have included Chef Boyardee mini ravioli <laughs> and <laughs> no. olives. No. In one. No. Um, the dinner party download guys are fairly hilarious <laughs> when they come on. I yes. can't believe they actually 
ate any of that. I know. But see, uh, my next question after they decided that it was gross is what would you have done? Same circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should, and then they should have thought about it for a couple minutes, and then said, "You're right, Sean wins." That's true. <laughs> so this is the time when I thought that it's a bit. I've also thought it was a bit when uh, he made macaroni and cheese for one of the Seattle shows, and he mm-hmm. and he made it three or four different ways, and some of them were pretty terrible. <laughs> um, I tried, I think, two of those. Um, and then at the, what show was it where he made the jello and was told hours before? Oh, I think that was the 2000. Okay. And so he, he made this jello, but it wasn't setting right. And he put like gummy stuff in it. Swedish fish, wasn't it? Swedish fish. Right. But didn't two of them have Swedish fish? He was supposed I to think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm never going to complain about recipes that include Swedish fish. Right. And if it had time to set up, that's really cute. Especially if it was like that blue raspberry. That would have looked so Mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. Well, I think blue raspberry as a flavor is bullshit. But that's my... It it is, but it's a delicious flavor. It's not raspberry. Let's Mm -hmm. just all agree with that. But whatever that flavor is, is good. (laughs) I just... I I am very hesitant uh, with blue things mm. when you get like blue raspberry ices that I I don't know it's food shouldn't be blue unless it's blueberries. I have a friend whose dad wouldn't allow blue food in the house besides <laughs> blue besides blueberries. He said it doesn't occur in nature. It's not happening. <laughs> but I like the flavor blue. Okay. <laughs> More for me. That's you have true. all the chocolate, I'll have all the blue. Hey, I can live with that okay. split. <laughs> uh, then, of course, Luke has to be gross at the end of this yeah. by saying that it but tastes like taint. Why, How does he Luke? know? Why? How does he know? How does he know what taint yes. tastes like? <laughs> hmm. Don't compare it to something that you don't know. Because I'm going to ask that question. <laughs> I always wonder that about some of those, the Harry Potter jelly bellies, the birdie yes. bots, every flavor beans. Ugh. Like, how do they know what earwax tastes like in order to make an earwax they jelly bean? They probably had people eat it. No. <laughs> Gross. Now I need to know. I need to know Maybe how Maybe they just formulate it from what they think that earwax should taste like. They don't actually try it. Maybe. Maybe Luke's just hypothesizing about what a taint tastes like. Dear God, <laughs> please let that be the answer. <laughs> um, so I had something to add about the Snickers pie going back. And how oh, sure. Sean isn't, isn't this like crazy eccentric person. He was ahead of his time. I'm looking oh, at the think? recipe for salt and straw ice cream, which is this famous um, ice mm-hmm. cream place in Portland. They just opened some in Seattle. Well, I'm looking at one called goat cheese. Mm, yeah, I believe it. Blue cheese with toffee. Pear and blue cheese. Mm-hmm. He was just ahead of his time. Yep. I bet the person that started salt and straw was a TBTL listener. Oh, you think, huh? 
<laughs> Sean is their muse. Right now, this this month, they have spiced goat cheese and pumpkin pie and salted caramel Thanksgiving turkey, where they actually make the ice cream out of turkey fat. Mm-hmm. Isn't this getting into be a little bit like Jones soda territory? A little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't try that one, but I don't like, I wouldn't consume that. But um, I would, most of these I would try, like just a little bite. I don't want a whole sure. stick of it though. Absolutely. I applaud that. So my favorite ice cream place here, Izzy's, which you and Jeremy went to so while you were good. here. Um, they don't go that wild, but they do try some stuff like occasionally they'll have a batch of basil flavored ice cream. Mm. And I tried it once and I was like, why, yes. Yes, that does <laughs> taste like basil. Yeah. I don't want a scoop of it. Oh, but you try it's it. it's basil Yeah, yeah uh, I have gotten their cream cheese flavored ice cream well that just sounds is, amazing it it's good it's the it's a mind fuck is what it is because it's the obviously the temperature and the texture of ice cream mm. but the flavor of cream cheese and my brain's like i don't understand what's happening here what is this that happened to jeremy there's a place here that used to, I don't know if they still do, had popcorn, buttered popcorn ice cream. Sure. Yep. And it seriously, I mean, because they take popcorn, they take buttered popcorn mm-hmm. and like squeeze it and like juice it and um, <laughs> juice the popcorn. Yeah. They, because uh, we asked, like, how does this happen? And they mm-hmm. juice it with like cheesecloth and um, all the stuff. But um, he just sat there eating it, saying, Some, it's so cold yet tastes so hot. <laughs> it was like it was magic as if this ice cream appeared out, out of like a harry potter thing <laughs> i mean it is kind of magic yeah now i want popcorn and ice cream <laughs> i guess i i applaud salt and straw for their creativity yeah. in the same way that i applaud sean for his creativity but i don't necessarily don't want to try that I know Lynn fans, uh, fam is a huge fan of salt and straw. So if you try the salted caramel Thanksgiving turkey, let me know how it is. Okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't need. Oh, here's one. Dandelion leaf, chocolate, hazelnut, cookies, and cream. No, thank oh. you. <laughs> you know, I'm really not into the whole chocolate hazelnut thing. Oh. I don't like Nutella that much. I'm weird. <sighs> Everybody else loves it. And I just, I would rather have plain chocolate than chocolate hazelnut. I'm just revealing all sorts More of terrible me. secrets. More for me. <laughs> well, I do like to go, when I go to new cities, I like to go to two different kinds of places. I like to go to the super fancy ice cream places, the ones where the ice cream cones cost like a $7 each. Mm-hmm. And we took you to Molly Moons. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and... I like to go to the super fancy chocolate places. And you took me to... France. What was that? France? Yes. Yep. So... Next time, Theo's, because you can actually go and tour the, the oh, facility. Oh, that's cool. So we'll do you, that next Theo's time. is pretty well known. You can get their mm-hmm. uh, st- their bars here in the nicer grocery stores. I like Theo's Mint a lot. Wait, how did we end up talking about ice cream and chocolate? I don't know, but it sounds delicious. Oh, because Sean was ahead of his time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's a visionary. Yes. 
he he should get money he the, someone should be paying him for mm-hmm. these ideas absolutely <laughs> it's just not gonna be me no <laughs> well let us do a little housekeeping um i forgot at the top of the clips to thank our archivists so i want to make sure that i do that before we do anything else thank you very much to amy shepherd who contributed two of these clips. Yeah, Amy. Everybody listen to uh, Earbuds and Earworms, her mm-hmm. podcast, our sister podcast. And thank you also to Nate Haltman, who recapped the Troubadour show with the fancy grilled cheese. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work, Nate and Amy. Thank you very much. Uh, housekeeping. Check out the merchandise in the merchandise store. At 10710.com slash shop. Christy, you haven't heard the recap for this week since we just recorded it this morning. It hasn't been released yet, but uh, we decided that we really should add mugs and or tote bags that say, it's fine. It's fine. Hillary Butler's (laughs) catchphrase. (laughs) I love it. Or she said today on the show, it's fine, TM Hillary. (laughs) And I laugh because that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to have those mugs in the store. I think that'd be great. Um, the Archive Project continues, as always. They keep making new shows, guys. I don't know how we're going to get ahead of this unless we can um, make some sort of time travel machine and go to the future and archive the shows <laughs> before they're released. But I feel like that's kind of a long-range solution. So for now... If people maybe would want to get involved or back involved with the archiving project, just send an email to our main email account to Christy and say, hey, what can I do to archive a week? And you will get them set up to do that, right? Yep. Uh, If you do any online shopping, and I think you probably do, uh, we have an Amazon affiliate link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, where a small percentage of the... Uh, item the cost of the item will get kicked over to us it doesn't cost you anything extra but it sure adds up for us and helps us keep this little red wagon running that would be great if you would just make your bookmark littleredbandwagon.com slash amazon i gotta do that at my mom's house i'm gonna sneak in there and do that the next time i'm over there especially because it's about to be uh black friday slash cyber monday i know you're gonna be shopping Put mm-hmm. the get those like, in cheap now. computers. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. If you would like to get involved with the show, um, go to littleredbandwagon.com. Or if something on this show or TBTL makes you smile or frown, um, go to throwyourphone.com. You can find us on Facebook, on ours, or some of us on the stats page. <laughs> the, the show Twitter <laughs> is at LRB Podcast. Um, you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and voice, you can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-8285. All right, and thank you so much for letting me be on the show. Well, thank you for being on the show. I'm very hungry and <laughs> I want to eat some popcorn and ice cream. <laughs> the dinner of champions. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe sneak into a little pumpkin full of Halloween candy. Oh man, I was at the <laughs> grocery store and the only thing they had left on the shelves, the leftover Halloween candy, was bags and bags of 100 grand 
candies yeah. and it was so hard not to buy them. Oh, because th- that you like those. I love okay. those. Okay. Hundred grand bars. <gasps> Caramel. <laughs> crisp rice. Chocolate. Yeah. Oh God. Sorry. <laughs> you should have bought them. Please get us Treat out of yourself. here. All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen, for orchestrating. I know that Sean may have done the cooking, but you did all the rest of the work. And also, we love you, Sean. Yeah, we do. Nailed it. <laughs>